0: My name is Augie with VI Playlist. I'm joined here with my co-host. Adam. That's Adam, you, bud. That's hey,
1: hey, everybody. Your... <laughs> you didn't say my name, you know, usually you do.
0: Oh, I was trying to let you jump in there, man. Say your own oh, name. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah,
1: my name's Adam, everybody. Hey.
0: And uh, we are also joined here tonight by Kyle, aka Backdraft from the band Havoc Faction. How are you doing tonight, bud? Yo,
2: what's up, guys? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, no Thanks problem. For joining. Man, no problem. So we are going to make a playlist, man.
2: I'm excited about this. Cat.
1: Yeah. So first, we usually start off by, you know, putting on the spot. We'll have you actually name the playlist just so you know, like, you can name it whatever you want. Oh, okay. So how about it?
2: Let's call this one um, the Kyle style. The Kyle oh. style. I dig that. There we go. It just came with out on the whim. People might find that playlist and be like, "What is on here? Nothing but new metal."
0: <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong yeah, with that there, at all, man. <laughs> there,
2: there will there will be a little bit, as as
1: there should be <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: So, kind of transitioning, we usually like to ask, "What do you remember listening to?" Kind of growing up, you know, whether it was with your family in the car or your friends, like showing you, like, "Hey, check out this crazy band!" Like.
2: Oh, dude, I can tell you. So music is this is how important music is to me and why I became a musician. Um, music is I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate, but it, it's how I remember my memories, Like mm-hmm. most of my memories. So I, I mean, I think back on I remember seeing MTV as like a, almost a toddler, like a two year old. And seeing these girls dancing on screen, it was probably like <laughs> Paul Abdul or something at the time. And um, so that's what I remember, like, as a very, very, very new person to this world. But as I got a little bit older, when I can actually, you know, start forming memories and and opinions on things, uh, my dad listened to a lot of um, rock, like Boston, uh a lot of a new wave stuff from, from the eighties, like Depeche mode. Like he was very much into that kind of stuff. And then my mom was the pop girl. She loved, uh, like Mariah Carey, Paula Abdul, a lot of stuff like that. So that was like kind of my formative years. And then it was probably, you know, as a, as a kid being born in 1990, you know, of course, at some point eyed blind, came into the mix because that they were you know one of the biggest bands in the mid 90s my dad put that record on all the time them and Toad the wet sprocket like just classic yeah. 90s 90s bands you know my dad was more of a 90s alternative person he wasn't as much of a grunge person i had to discover grunge on my own yeah um so like my dad wasn't like a nirvana because you know my dad was a little, a little too old for like the nirvana and and uh pearl jam stuff he likes some pearl jam but like he was a little bit like just outside of their demographic you know yeah yeah he wasn't all he wasn't all angsty anymore he was like (laughs) late 20s at this point yeah it
1: didn't resonate
2: yeah so he liked the alternative stuff which i have like matchbox 20 was one that another album that i grew up on good all stuff like that which i love i love 90s alternative like all three of those bands, like Dizzy Up the Girl. Yeah. That album still slays, dude. 100 like,
0: percent man. We all, we actually like, just talked about this album last episode. Not oh, last get episode, out of here. No way. Really. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, we definitely did. The the one before. So Monday night, we we recorded an episode and we we brought up Dizzy Up the Girl. Such a timeless album, man. I love that album.
2: Dude, every dude, just that opening track, just oh man, yeah. all of it. That band, that band just I mean, everything they did before that was also great. Once I like Obviously, that was my introduction to that band. But when I grew up and listened to their older stuff, Boy Named Goo and all that, like, oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Totally fell in love with that band. But yeah, man, 90s Alternative is for sure my foundation. I think, like, the first album I ever, like, bought myself was Creed's Human Clay. Oh, wow.
3: That was, like, the
2: first record where, like, I had some Christmas or birthday money or something. (laughs) I went to, like, Sam Goody. And I was like, oh, Creed, yeah. I need to own this record. Like, I remember, like, you know, Hire was, like, the thing. Like, I I was obsessed with that song. And then I remember, like, you know, that, yeah, that band opened up some doors for me. Right, and they played the Super Bowl. (laughs) Dude, they they were my gateway into grunge. Because then, like, I heard people like, oh, Creed, yeah. Like, you know, they're just, like, a post, like, Pearl Jam and grunge. And I was like, what is that? So then I discover all the grunge stuff, Stone Temple Pilots, yep. all that.
0: Yeah, man, and Stone Temple Pilots.
1: Yeah, the way we discovered music, you know, um I think Augie was he was born in the 90s, uh, 90, sorry, and I was 91, so just the way music was okay, discovered so we're back the same then. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you walked into a Hastings or a you know, any one of those sort of, you know, Sam Goody, things like that. And Mm. there was the sticker on the CD that says, you know, for fans of Circuit City, you know, I even remember uh, you used to could preview an album, right? You could like scan it and it would let you kind of sample the songs.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: So Mm -hmm. that was more or less how you discovered (laughs) stuff, whether it was that way or your friends, you know, word of mouth. Oh, you listen to this? Well, you know, that's just light this or heavy this. And then it's like, what? So I I think that is something that is, uh, lost these days. Right. We almost get frozen by the amount of music that is available to us. We don't, we almost would rather stick to what's safe. Sometimes to say, Hey, I know I like this and it's almost an adventure to go out there and and say, Oh, what's this, you know, let me listen to this. So,
2: i agree and, cool. and and that's why that's why like i don't understand how some people i don't see it like as much as i used to maybe at one point but i would see people complaining like why do bands say for fans of like they should just be da 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 and da da and i'm like um because they that's how it's always been right it's <laughs> yeah ffo bro exactly <laughs> like yeah like like you just said like oh like, I remember, this is just on top of my head, like, Fiddlefield is a band that I never heard of, but I was in a Borders and saw that they had a record. I liked the album art. I thought it was cool. And I said, for fans of, like, Jimmy World, I was like, okay, I'll check that out. And I remember checking out. I'm like, yep, this band's dope.
0: Man, I haven't heard that name in a long time. That- yeah,
2: dude, they, <laughs> they, they, they were... You know what? They still hold up. Those, I think they had like three albums, and they're they're still
0: good. They still I have to go up. check them back out because it's been so long. I don't even remember yeah. what they sound yeah, like. Funny. Man,
2: <laughs> honestly, if I you went to school about bands like that, a lot of them, not all of them, I think have aged better because now they aren't so like muddled by everything else. Yeah, that you can kind of go back and listen with fresh ears and be like, "Wow, okay, this actually is pretty good. This actually has aged well." Not all of them. There's some that you, you go back and you're like, oh, no, this has not aged well. Never yeah. mind. I, <laughs> I can leave that in 2004. That's okay. Anyways, back to the 90s because I don't want to jump too far ahead. Oh, you're good. Um, yep. That was, yeah, dude, the, I think the 90s rock era will forever be one of the greatest rock eras. It has um, to be. Because it was it was so raw mm-hmm. and it was so authentic and it hit so hard production value was so good like there were so many independent artists coming out at that time and then punk was happening like it was just it was there was there was a
0: lot of stuff going on in the scene in the 90s
2: dude and it and all that music was everywhere in movies and tv shows and theme songs It's just the rock back then was just it was so just there Yep. And everyone knew it and everyone was into it and it was so awesome. The lyrics were so good, the shows were so good. Part, as much as I loved growing up as a kid in the 90s, part of me is like, man, I almost wish I was like a teenager or a 20-year-old in the 90s <laughs> where I could have witnessed all of that and really Yeah, like gone like, to shows it and all in and experienced more. it. For yeah, dude, like to see like Nirvana or Pearl Jam in their heyday and being like an 18-year-old, I would have just lost my fucking mind.
0: Right. But, See, my, my brother was a little bit older than me. Uh, he was, like, four years older than me. So he was, you know, he was the one who actually introduced me to, to all that, you know, grunge, nirvana and, and you know, perfect circle tool, all that stuff. And uh, we both kind of took our nice, own musical yeah. direction after at one point. But now, I mean, our music taste is about the same. I'll send him, like, some random screamo band, and he'll send me some, like, Tupac or something, and we'll just jam. <laughs> love that yeah it's good man
1: yeah i think to circle back you know you were talking about how 90s like the 90s rock how it was just there i also think you know now that i'm thinking about it it was like cool i feel like right now it's not obviously what is cool like it's kind of guys like us and other musicians that are still doing it that are kind of like holding on to it and we'll never let it go right But it's but it's only cool to us back then it was cool to like
2: everyone, I feel it, like. yeah, exactly. Like it was the trending thing. It was what everyone loved. I yeah. mean, of course, like there was also the hip hop scene, which also everyone loved. I don't know. There's something about that that whole culture back then. It's like the radio stations. Like you're able to kind of hear everything. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's like I feel like we were all exposed to everything. We also had like the now CDs. You know, that's yeah. what I call yep. music, and you got the pop stuff, the rock stuff, the rap stuff, like. Dude, I was into everything growing up. Where like, pretty now much, it's, like I, I feel like kids now are really only exposed to like, kind of a one-dimensional thing unless they listen to an artist that you know cross promotes or cross. Uh,
0: I feel like that's becoming a little more else. common like,
2: though. It definitely is. I you mean, know, it was always a kind of a thing. Like you know, yeah, the At- Anthrax and Public Enemy. Like you had yeah. like, oh, what's his name? What's Ice T's name? Lincoln Park, Jay Z, um, like. Iced tea, iced tea. No, uh, oh, no, yeah. Ice T. E- oh, ice oh. T. No, and his, his band. Oh, um, shit,
0: dude. I'm oh, running gosh. a blank. I love that band, though, man.
2: That band's hard. I yeah, it's dude.
0: It's nuts. Of He's band. in a fucking metal band. Oh, too. body That's count? So, yes, yeah, body count.
2: Body count. Fucking there love is. body count dude. <laughs> yeah, count, dude. Yeah, dude. That <laughs> shit goes hard.
0: Uh, you were speaking of the but, now like, CDs. Uh, real quick, my wife is sitting here. Babe. How many now CDs did you own?
2: <laughs> holy shit there you, yeah dude there you go man Do, those things for yeah. the hit.
1: <laughs> sounds like it was only the hits for her man nothing yeah less. only the hits bro only
2: the hits oh wow. yeah i mean that's that i mean if you think about it that was like the original mix cd yeah you know, before we before we were all able to make our own mix cds like that's what it was all it was soundtracks and it was now that's what i call music they, mm-hmm. were, they were the original mix cds which exposed us to so much music which was so cool back then, like yeah. I, I honestly kind of missed how music was not as i don't know, it's not as easy to just get and digest immediately. I feel like you had to like work for it, yeah, you know what I mean? like you had to like it, it, you cared about it so much You're like i i I'm buying this soundtrack because of these three songs that I love. the rest I don't care about, but yeah i ha- I have to own the soundtrack because that's the only way I can hear these three songs. Or like, like, to,
0: you like had to take a chance on a band too it's like i don't i've never heard anything about this band you know the ffo matches but i don't know man <laughs> you spend your money on it and if dude. it sucks you're just out 10 bucks man <laughs> yeah you're 10 bucks
2: yeah dude i i've literally bought <laughs> albums based off their album art like i just yeah. was like hey this looks cool why not and then i'll yeah. take it home i'll put in my c player or my car or whatever and i'm like yep this rocks or actually, you know what? I don't, I can't even think of a time where I, I bought something and was like, eh. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I can. There's yeah. one album that I bought that I was kind of disappointed. In. It was Alien Ant Farm's second album. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Because I, I loved their first album. Like, <laughs> that first album, I thought, ripped as a 13-year-old. And then right. I bought their second album just based off one song. They had one song on the radio, and I liked it. And so I bought the album. I was like, I'm just going to get it because – the first one ripped. I like the song; it's on the radio. I'll get it, and then I get it, and I'm like, okay, the first four songs are good. The rest of it, I don't care about. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bummer. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I remember even, but I remember buying albums based off the art. Um, obviously for fans of you know stickers, and another thing was just buying them based off them being on the same you know record label, and yeah, I oh would feel yeah, like, that's a big oh, one. They're on such and such it's going to be a banger like this is going to be a banger yeah and i mean i did that for i feel like two
2: years
0: yeah I Me and adam were buy... big, uh, big solid state kids and so every time we go yeah, to the store solid
2: state was yeah solid state was good. if it
0: said solid state on the back we yeah if, even if we didn't know the band that was it that's how adam yeah. discovered uh destroy the runner
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, i nice. mean it was at least gonna be like decent it yeah. was never gonna be bad so that's awesome man
2: so your favorite record labels like in our like kind of young teen years solid state was like your go-to uh yeah
1: and the well oh teen years yeah i mean probably solid State, uh tooth and nail maybe some mm. ferret um gosh i i don't even remember all of them now rise uh, victory, some, some,
2: rise trust victory samarian mine.
1: trust okay. kill yeah
2: Yep. Dude, Trustkill, I was a big I loved trust Trustkill bands. I loved all the hardcore stuff like 18 Visions, Hope's Fall. Yep. Oh man, Open Hand, I was a big fan of a lot of a lot of that stuff. They had some bands on there that I was like, okay, this is really too heavy for me. I was like 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. I like But, like, but for the most part, um, oh, roses are red. I'm trying to remember all the all the trust kill bands that I really loved, but like, for the most part, I loved trust kill bands. Yeah, uh, victory, of course, too. I mean, taking back Sunday was probably the first victory band, Mm -hmm. right? Because that that first record was on victory.
0: I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Uh, I think that's how I
2: discovered, um, Silverstein, because I believe Silverstein's also yeah. started on Victory.
0: It's kind of rolling into our next question is uh, basically continuing the transition from, you know, like Goo Goo Dolls' Creed grunge era. Yeah, I know. Before we started recording, you mentioned new metal. Was that the next step before oh, the yeah, post-hardcore? So- <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll yeah we'll wind it back a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> I went from being like so like Creed, Lifehouse, No Name Face. I just have to drop that album. I love Lifehouse No Name Lifehouse, Face. Lifehouse, yeah. That's still one of my favorite records of all time. I think that is a very underrated record that came out from that era. Right on. Um, I moved into yeah, Corn, Limb Biscuit. I mean, obviously, Lincoln Park, of course. That's where, like, that I think that's how I kind of got into metal was getting into the new metal stuff. Which I this is mm-hmm. like what, like 2000, the year 2000 when mm-hmm. I started getting into 2001, yeah, 2001, 2002. Um, that's how I really started getting into that stuff. But I would say it was when I bought the Headbangers Ball Volume One from Hot yeah, God,
0: I love in that dude. <laughs>
2: I believe that was 2002 yeah. or 2003, maybe 2003. Buying that compilation, that two disc compilation record changed my fucking world, dude.
0: No joke, bro. No joke. I bought the same one.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, with mm-hmm. the, that, the artwork, it was uh, Derek Hess, the artist, which, yeah. I grew, uh, which I grew up and realized how much uh, artwork he has done, like album artwork, but also just his artwork in general. But yeah, so like I fell in love with that album art and then checked out these bands. I recognized a few. Yeah, you know, disc one had like Godsmack and Stained and Yeah. Like Mushroom Head, like a few, a few people that I've known, but it was disc two is what like got me into Kill Switch Engage and Thirty Six Crazy Fists and Soil Work and sugar. like Yep,
0: yep. I dude. remember all of that. Yeah. Thirty six oh. and crazy fists, when is it out? wasn't it called like blood work or something like that
2: that solidified me as like okay i'm a rocker dude like i i was like 13 years old i mean i liked pop punk of course already was in like newfound glory and then like you know the, the Sum 41 blink and yep. all that all that good stuff was already eve six was actually a big one that i loved like <laughs> loved eve six I own both of their records on CD. I don't know if you guys, do you guys remember like Columbia house or like, I think there might've been another one. It was like, you were able to order. like It's like a subscription thing. And you were able to order CDs through their like magazine thing.
0: I, I've heard of that before, but I, I've never, never did that. Yeah. <laughs> never,
2: never, never used it. Yeah. yeah I
0: never used I it. I did hear about it though.
2: It, uh yeah. So you guys do remember it though? Like, Dude, when I think back on that, I'm like, whoa, what a deal. <laughs> I remember because I my, my parents paid like a monthly thing and they'd be like, and they got like 10 CDs a month or something. And they'd be like, all right, Kyle, you can pick out a couple. Like we, <laughs> like, they, we picked ours out. You pick out yours. And I'm just like, I would be so, dude, I was so excited. I'd be able to sit there and circle like CDs. Oh, I remember that's how I got like Crazy Town's first CD. <laughs> and that's like awesome. Eve 6 is like second CD. Like that's how I got some of my CDs back when that was like a thing but yeah and then after after that i i, I think that might have died out i don't i don't know exactly what happened but after that i had to start buying my own cds from hot yep. topic but or borders or something
1: uh-huh and so would you say that was i usually like to ask about sort of the, the aha moment right so whether you saw a show live or a certain artist like uh, the The Headbangers Ball, like where you just were, like this is it, this is what I want to do, and I need to figure out how.
2: I would definitely say this was leading up yep. to that. Um, so, like after discovering Headbangers Ball, and then I saw Blink like a year later. It was like right before they broke up. It was like 2004. So I grew up in Hawaii, where it's like there's not a lot of shows. What island? It's on Maui.
1: I was I went there like six months ago.
2: Loved it. Oh, you you were just on Maui. Yeah, it was. Oh, great, hell yeah. Man.
1: yeah. Where'd you, where'd you stay? Um, we just stayed at an Airbnb. To be honest, uh, oh nice. My what part? girlfriend manages all like handles all of that. Oh, <laughs> you have to give me a minute. Give me give me a moment and and go continue your. All right, your, for sure. Uh, <laughs> your,
2: yeah, <laughs> Uh That's always the thing. Like, oh, where'd you stay? Oh, Lahaina. Oh yeah, dude, love Lahaina. Front Street. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh. Yeah, so it it was definitely like that. The headbangers ball thing was really cool. And seeing Blink was really fun. It was for sure. I had a really good radio station growing up. It was 11.1, The Point FM. And they had Underground Night every Sunday from like 8 to 10 p.m. or something. That's where I discovered the used Taken Back Sunday, My Chemical Romance, The Beautiful Mistake finch and like all the scene bands back in like 2003 2004 and that's really what what really stuck with me hearing those bands on the radio was like oh shit this is this is awesome like this is so this is so different from the other stuff because like even when i started discovering real metal like you know the the kill switch and meshuga and soil work and all that in flames, you know, like I loved it, like, but it was also very conventional rock kind of, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, even though like, you know, cause I, I, still heard like hard rock stuff from the night, like I was able to still draw the, the, the bridge, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but hearing the scene stuff that, that kind of punky screamo emo, like kind of thing was just so different and completely resonate with me more. Cause I mean, of course, a lot of those band members were younger. I was just so drawn to that.
0: There's a lot of those bands that I I honestly couldn't fucking stand when I first heard them. I know The Used was one of them. But like oh god, really dude, Yeah, that first record? Dude, oh man. <laughs> like I I don't know what it was. I like my fucking hearing was off or something because now like The Used is amazing. Like I've I've jammed all their albums. Like I don't know. I, some, sometimes it just has to grow on me. I guess
2: <laughs> that's how it be. Sometimes yeah. you know, yeah. some things red, resonate with us when we're young and sometimes it turns us off. Like, I mean, it took me a minute to get in a brand new. I liked their first record, but I didn't hear that first record because I, all I heard was Dejan Tendu. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Or I liked the quiet things that no one ever knows, but the rest of Dejan Tendu, I was like, I don't know. It's kind of boring.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought the same then, thing, too. <laughs> and,
2: and then I heard their first record. I'm like, okay, yeah, I like that brand new. I like this brand new record. That's yeah. really good. And then I turned like 17 or 18. I was like, okay, Dejan Tendu's really good. Okay. Yeah. Downward. Yeah. That was like what
1: Circus Survive was for me, pretty much. Uh, I was like,
2: oh yeah, I, total yeah. metalhead. Like, if
1: if there was no screaming, I wasn't into it. Yeah, and I think yeah, the yeah. sticker on it said like, oh, if you like Chiodos, and so I was expecting that, and it didn't. It wasn't that, and I was like, oh, this is I don't like this. But now they're they're like legit one of my favorite bands. So
0: I remember. It's funny. Adam was actually the first one to show me Circus Survive, and I remember I told the story not too long ago but adam was the first one to show me circus survive and and i was like dude what the fuck is that it sucks
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now <Dude. laughs> like i love circus survive like it's it's so beautifully crafted like the 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 instruments for like everything is is, is is so beautifully crafted you know like his voice with the instruments and everything it's it's like a like a symphony man with like guitars and drums and
2: it's it- It really is. It's an indulgence kind of band. It's, it's, it's not something you just throw on just for fun. It's kind of like, you know what? I'm in the mood to dive into that record or an experience like some of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. It's not a surface level band and just throw on and have fun too. And that's why I kind of respect them, even though they're not like a high up there thing for me. Mm -hmm. I love on letting go. That's, that's my favorite record from them. I also really like blue sky noise. But the more I revisit some of the other stuff, like the, the Violent Waves record, I was like, okay, this is really good when you listen to it from front to back. I mean, I am a record person. I love records. I'm way more, I feel like there's two types of people out there. There's the people that love their playlists, aka like mixed CDs, or yep. they like hearing a record from front to back. And I'm, I'm the kind, right, when I'm driving or I'm at the gym or whatever I'm doing, I like throwing on a record. Sometimes I'll throw on a mixed thing, you know, a so and so radio. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. hear, you know, similar songs. with that and that's yeah. fine for background if I have friends over, if I'm cooking, like doing whatever. But for the most part when I'm when I'm personally just listening to music, I like records.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Right, right on.
1: Yeah, Kyle, as I promised, um we stayed in Kihei.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, that's where I lived. Oh, wow. It's meant nice. to be. <laughs> Yeah, dude.
1: Um, I guess Yeah, that's dope. transitioning into that. So like the whole part of this, like learning about what kind of inspired you, but like, I guess now it, it would be a good time to kind of go into Havoc Factions. Like, how did you guys kind of come together? Um, tell us, you know, for those that may not be familiar, like, what are you guys about? It's very interesting
2: for sure. It's it a is, lot to 100%, take. There's very, very a interesting. lot to take in. Oh, thank you. But it's
1: it's it's very cool for sure. So yeah, you dude. know, go ahead. Uh, the floor's yours.
2: Thank you. Um yeah, no, it's actually so it's a fun story. So I was in a pop punk band called Greenlight Theory for a few years with my brother and a couple friends of mine. We had some minor success. Like we played with um Hawthorne Heights over in New York right City. Nice. Uh, we played with Against the Current, also in New York City kind of made a splash out here in the local scene it was super fun but it kind of came to an end and that's when i was like okay i can either try to continue music because i don't want to have all this just go to waste like i made all these connections i have this huge support system all these fans things like that and i was like i kind of still want to keep going um Mm -hmm. in in green theory i played bass and did backup backup vocals but i was also a lot of the idea guy like i named the band. I named a lot of the songs. I named named, uh, the records. I did a lot of the album artwork stuff. I was kind of like the Pete Wentz, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, okay, I think I can still keep going. I just got to come up with like something I really want to do. So I'm a big comic book nerd. I grew up, I had so many X-Men, Spider-Man toys. I was obsessed with, you know, the the TV shows in the 90s. Like the the 90s were just the best. I'm going to keep reiterating that yeah Um, and so i was like okay what if like i had a band and we were all like vigilantes that's different that's something that's i don't think's ever been done i mean sort of with um what were they called uh the aquabats but
0: aquabats (laughs) coheed started (laughs) off as like a like a comic book band um coheed and camry yeah i mean they yeah,
2: they still have their story. That kind yeah, of goes they do. Through all the, their, I know their, they their just released
0: that the their the, I don't remember. It was a few years ago. The album they released was the first one they released that wasn't story based.
2: Right, and I, uh, I honestly didn't know that about Cody and Cambria until like kind of later in my life as well. And I was like, like, mm-hmm. I was like, I should revisit those their music, right? Knowing like the the story and stuff. So I was inspired by that. I also think at this point I just got into the band Starset. I don't know if you guys know them. Mm-hmm. Starset is also a they're a concept band. They're they're a sci-fi like spacey kind of concept band. So they're like as if if 30 seconds to Mars decided to keep making rock music and dive into their whole space element even further. That's kind of like what Starset was mixed with okay. like King mixed with Breaking Benjamin. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I was all about it because I love that stuff. I, I was a big 30 Seconds to Mars fan, big Breaking Benjamin fan. So when I discovered Star Said, I was like, wow, this band is so cool. And they had like this story aspect that goes with their music. And then I saw that that when they perform, they, they are like kind of the people from the story. And I was like, okay, that is cool. That's kind of what I had in mind. So it's funny. I think I was at Taste of Chaos watching music. I was a little bit drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just watching the bands. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, dude, I want to. I want to make because Taste of Chaos was like the heavier bands. You know, that was like the post-hardcore. Yep. I went to one of those. And, oh, dude, they were so. I love that they came back in like twenty. Like was that fourteen, fifteen, or sixteen? 17. Yeah, uh-huh. they did like a few. And, um, it was so cool they came back. And I was like, yeah, so I want to make heavier music. I want to get back. I want to I get into screaming. Because I, I, I've always been a post-hardcore kid. Like Senses Fail and Thrice were um, my favorite bands growing up. Like that's kind of like where I landed, like getting to know the scene bands. I landed with the, the Thrice and Senses Fail. Like those yeah. were like my two favorite bands, like when I was in high school. And then Killswitch Engage too became like a favorite band. It was like my top three. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make oh, I, I wanna continue down this post hardcore thing and I wanna be vigilantes. That's what I'm gonna do. I gotta figure this out now. <laughs> and uh and from there it kind of just I, I just started brainstorming, literally just brainstorming. How can I, how can I make this cool? How can I make this not like cheesy? <laughs> like, how can I make this yeah. fun? How can I make it so like the scene will also kind of accept me because doing something like that is kind of more of like this mainstream type of thing, you know, like how Slipknot has their stuff. Like, yeah, you kind of, if you do something like that or like even 30 seconds to Mars, when they first started, they kind of had their little concept and look. And like, it's like, if you do something like that, you ended up kind of just catering towards a more mainstream thing. And you're no longer really part of like your local scene. It kind of seemed like, or felt like, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to like distance myself from the local scene, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I didn't want it. I didn't want to That's be so sure. like kind of stand out to where it's like, oh, none of the bands want me to play with them because they're like, yeah, we have this weird masked band that <laughs> in the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 that that was always kind of like a thing where I'm like, oh gosh, okay, I got I got to figure this out. So I did. I I end up having like a first incarnation with a with a first lineup and we we did a little bit of stuff but it was very homemade which i think because of that whole diy aspect of it we were kind of taken in and plus like my roots in the scene already being in the socal scene out here in los angeles um a lot of the bands were like oh cool kyle you're doing something new like yeah just play shows with us so they were very accepting to me rather than being like who is this weird band why do they have these masks on what are they doing Uh Um, so I'm very grateful of the acceptance of being able to do it, this new project and bands were just like, yeah, play with us because I think we held our own. We, we played good shows and the crowd was the crowd would be into it. Like I had people like after a little, after a few shows, there were people showing up wearing their own little, like kind of costumes and stuff. I'm like, all right, sick, that's, <laughs> I'm that's, that's awesome. man. That's really I'm getting, cool. I'm getting those like kind of cosplayers, comic con, like fans, like they're, they're seeing the band like, okay, cool. Yeah. I like this. I will come to the next one dressed up. So stuff like that started happening, which was really cool. But I didn't really reach like the potential of what my real vision was until after I lost that first lineup back in 2019. So 2020, I spent the time, you know, when the pandemic hit, well, actually just before the pandemic, I was already working on reinventing the vision and like making it what I wanted it to be and like making it, legit just really spending the time on it because it was just me at this point I am like all right cool it's back to just me I need to map this out better I feel like now that I'm a little more seasoned I kind of know what I want I'm going to dive into this I'm going to do it and then the pandemic hit and I was like okay I have no choice now (laughs) I have to figure this out yeah so then I did and I wrote this whole story and I got artwork made and from there just it kind of started just coming naturally i'm like okay this is it this is this is what it is i want to have this whole story they can just find on instagram they can follow the story on instagram easily cuz you know with the highlights and stuff that you can have the little yeah. tabs on instagram like i can just have everything organized yeah so like when people just discover the band they just hit that story icon and it just takes you from beginning to where to present and it makes it super easy so that way you're like okay I am now familiar. Like you can familiarize within like 20 minutes or so.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really cool.
2: So, you know, it's fun. It's fun for me because not only am I writing music, but I also get to write this like whole story and build this whole world and have these characters. And like, it's really fun for branding because then Mm -hmm. like my, my new band members, I actually was able to kind of really stylize them. And I have a budget now. So we were able to, really make everyone look cool because it, it was basically like the old version was like homemade spider-man costume versus like <laughs> legit's like like tony stark when he gave him his spider man sure. costume like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that difference so like that's kind of where we're at now and it's been it's been fun like i mean before before i got my new lineup i did make a music video like our the first music video for the band and i I hired, I had a few different, I have a few different videographer friends. Um, sorry, videographer friends. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> yeah it is. And then uh, I have my friend Mario, who's an incredible, not only a music video filmmaker and director, but also he's a great editor. So I had him help out. And then I found this artist and animator from Italy who does incredible comic book work and, and animation. So I, I was able to put together this team and to make this music video on basically is my, I wrote, I wrote the treatment for it. I basically directed it. And then of course I produced it. It all came out of my money. Uh, actually it came from the government's money. <laughs> all that, all that. Unemployment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks uncle Sam.
0: Right. That there thing's up go. to what? Like 10. So is that the one that's half animated half? Yeah. So it goes back so and forth. So that thing's up to like 10 K views, right?
2: Yeah, I uh I went through awesome. uh, I went through a PR company uh Jesse Lee uh at I think High Road Publicity is what they're called. So he helped me out. He helped the song like really get a good push when I released it. Helped the music video get a good push. Everything else has been completely organic. But like, you know, the thing about being a musician and an artist is you can make the best art and music you want, but unless you have a budget for marketing and promotion no one yeah. no one's gonna fucking see it these days man exactly like, man. and
0: with the way the the fucking algorithms are on everything like mm-hmm. it, you know it, you gotta pay especially, for ads now yeah like facebook and instagram are the worst like i've been seeing this a lot here recently people are like why isn't why aren't they showing like my followers my shit you know like
3: dude
2: it's exactly. so
0: nuts dude
2: it's it, it, it's such a low percentage and it's and it's weird how some it's like only some of your followers will see some posts and then another batch of your follow followers will see another post and it's yeah and i guess it's just based on the algorithm is if whatever content you post it matches some people's algorithm and then another piece of content you can post will match someone else of your followers yeah. algorithm. and that's and that's the weirdest part And i'm like that's so dumb <laughs> it is yeah show it, it is. just show it to everyone on a timeline so I just want to go back to be able to be like okay i can post every monday wednesday and friday at noon and everyone will see it yeah yeah right and then they can expect it like you know it was it was easy when you were like a content creator back then because it's like your followers knew when to expect to see something
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and also when you're when you're scrolling through you know you're just seeing whatever was posted that day you're not seeing what was posted days ago yeah no that's yeah all of that is just I just want to get back to when it was, I feel like it was, it was one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I I fixed it and they broke it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm trying luckily, at least when I do pay for an Instagram ad or to promote a post or whatever, at least it does get new followers. Like I've, I've gotten some authentic followers from like when I boosted, um, lyric video thing that I got made and I boosted that and it got like a good amount of followers and uh, reactions to it. And I was like, all right, cool. At least that works. Cause if I swear to God, if I threw money to the wind, if I paid like even $30, $40, $50 and like got like two followers out of it. And then they unfollowed immediately after some shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if it was something like that. I'd be, I'd be like, I would raise hell, but the fact that at least, you know, I can put $50 into promoting a video and then I get like 20 followers out of it. Or, and I'd get people being like, Whoa, this is so good. Thank you. Good thing. Instagram showed it to me. Right. And I'm like, okay. All right. I, I, all right. I guess that was worth the
0: $50. I see. We need to get like but, street teams back, man.
2: Oh dude. I know. Like the, the, so true.
0: The best uh advertisement is word of mouth, man. And if you can get like a, Street team, Facebook group, whatever. To just all of them, just to share your shit, and that'd be like the best. But it's so hard to pull Dude, all yeah, those absolutely. people together, you know.
2: <laughs> I absolutely agree, and that's and uh, you know what I've you know what I've actually been doing when I really want to or need to or I need like traction on a post, I just start DMing it to everyone. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah, then to. they 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 then they respond and then they go click it and check it out, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm no longer going to be afraid of doing this because I'll get people responding with, Whoa, thanks for letting me know. I'm like, you didn't see it posted like yesterday. And I realized it doesn't show up for them. (laughs) So you gotta, you gotta just kind of throw it in their face, obviously in a really nice and polite way, but you just have to just it's kind of just you got to do it you got to just send it directly and that's how they'll see it they'll know cuz otherwise you know people do mindlessly scroll or they only or they only go check on certain accounts that they want or you know whatever it may be but i think now like the best thing to do is i want to create like lists and be like hey If you want to know when the next show is, or like with you guys, you guys want to know when the next episode's released, join. And like, like we'll make you part of the close friends. We will send you the DMs. Like, I think we got to make it like a fun thing to be like part of the DM list, the instant like mailing list. I think that's what we need to do.
0: One of the biggest things I always hear is about like email lists. The only issue I see with that is who the fuck uses email anymore?
2: No, it's true. Like, I mean, everyone has to have an email to be able to like sign up for anything, yeah. but a lot of people don't check that stuff no. or a lot of stuff ends up in junk. And that's why, that's why I'm like, yeah, we don't want to, that used to be a thing. Like yeah. get them on your email list, but now it's like, no, we well, got to get them to want to join the DM list. Yeah, that for sure. Get that DM notification, like, Hey, you want to be part of it? You want to be notified? yeah well i swipe out of like a we'll hundred
0: emails a day man like every time i get an email oh, i'm just like get that shit out of here <laughs> like i just swipe so, it like i don't so want that
3: shit.
2: <laughs> exactly i mean i get it i get it for products or like certain things like that you know like i get it for things like that but when you're an artist or a creator podcast host whatever yeah no it's got to be way more personable and it's just got to be just stuff sent dm like hey here's the new episode Check yeah. it out. Yeah. And then they have they have to see it because they check their DMs. Everyone loves getting that DM. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: them yeah. DMs. Yeah. They're always <laughs>
2: excited. Like, oh, I got some messages. Someone <laughs> sending me some personal stuff. <laughs> you know. I-, I I think that's the next step. I I that's what I'm gonna be trying to work on. And if I find some success or anything, I'll share it with you guys.
0: Oh yeah, man. Before we move to the next questions, uh, let's knock out some of these bands that you mentioned because we got kind of a big list here.
2: I don't normally like to get too
0: behind, but we've got quite a few to knock out. So we got Boston starting off with.
2: Uh, Boston, I'd go Higher Power. It's off their greatest hits record. Higher
0: Power, got it. Mariah Carey, for your mama.
2: (laughs) Oh, dude. Fantasy, for sure. That's the one. Fantasy? Number one hit. Fantasy, yeah.
0: Well, I would argue that all I want for Christmas is you is her number one hit. But
2: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) not according to Spotify. Paula Abdul. Oh, dude, good old Paula. Mm-hmm. Cold-hearted.
0: Toad the Wet Sprocket.
2: God, it's so hard because I love so many of them. Um, <laughs> but I think I would do Amnesia. Yeah, that song. That song hits hard. That's probably one of their heaviest songs. It's a good one.
0: I'm not too familiar. I know the, the popular Toad the Wet Sprocket song, but I'm not
2: too. Familiar oh yeah, I with mean they, like. they had they had a they had a. They had a bunch of great hits, but yeah, yeah dude, I'm, I'm a, uh, dude, I'm a deep cut guy, dude. I love yeah. Bust out songs. You're like, oh, what is that? And <laughs> you out, you're like, oh, shit, dude, this song does hit.
0: Matchbox 20.
2: Real World is, I'd do that shit at karaoke, but if I were to pick a favorite, <laughs> Long Day for sure.
0: Let's get that Creed on there, man.
2: Probably What If, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What <laughs> if? Dude, that song fucking rips.
0: Got it staff actually came to our little shithole town in like 2015 we used to have like this random for like three years in a row they did this random ass tattoo convention in in the town and scott staff was one of the guests one years so i don't know who the fuck put that together
2: yeah right (laughs) dude you want you guys want me to drop some uh random knowledge or trivia for you
0: yeah man absolutely of course
2: You guys remember the band Amber Pacific?
0: That sounds so fucking familiar.
2: They had that song Poetically Pathetic. They were a hopeless band from like 2004. I think it was when their first record dropped. Okay. Huh. On a hopeless record. Their drummer became Scott Stapp's drummer like a few years ago. Dude, he's a sick drummer. Like he is really good. He's what made, to me, what made Amber Pacific other than the guitarist who wrote the, the lyrics and, yeah. and the singer who wrote the melodies. The band was good. But that drummer brought the punk aspect. Like, dude, he was fast. And um, randomly, I'm like, because I'm like, I followed him on Instagram. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, dude, he's drumming for Scott Stapp. How random. Right? That is, that nuts, is random. Man.
0: That's crazy.
2: Not a lot of people fucking knew that, though. But I was like, dude, I love that I know this little piece of information. Because I was dropping that, like, for all my friends who, like, remember, like, Amber Pacific or seeing Dan's. <laughs> Like yeah, you guys remember Ampa Pacific? Yeah, I guess who the drummer's drumming for now? Scott Stapp. <laughs> Net, didn't see that one coming.
0: Right? <laughs> hey man. But he's what, killing it. I I'm mean, right? yo, dude,
2: Scott Stapp put out some decent songs like on his own. I'm not gonna lie, they were they some of them kind of rip. <laughs> Still got it.
0: Uh, we'll go ahead and do Eve Six next.
2: It, it's gonna be off of their Horoscope record, and it will probably be on the roof again.
0: That's some sick ass artwork, man.
2: Dude, actually. Fun fact, just to tie everything together. So, Horoscope was a favorite record I bought. When you open up the whole thing, it's like you're looking at a graphic novel, and all the guys are like, they have their own cool little like tech gear, like kind of post apocalyptic thing. The girl is supposed to be, her name is supposed to be Eve, I believe. That artwork was, was like, I think as a kid, I was like, it'd be so cool if like, that's just what the band was, was these guys with like their cool like tech wear and like these cool powers or whatever. <laughs> and I think I subconsciously just put that away. <laughs> like <laughs> into a little pocket of my brain. And then I got older and was like, Oh yeah, dude, a band of superheroes. And then I remember listening to Eve six one day randomly, like a few years ago, and being like, you know what? This is probably where that idea came from. <laughs> because i was looking through looking at the cd and i was like oh my god that's right i opened it up and had the whole artwork in there and i was like holy shit
0: yeah the old old
2: kyle was fucking on something (laughs) dude i could probably base havoc faction off of that record alone just because of that graph dude the graphic art was so good when you oh dude that's what i missed when you buy a cd and you open up the pamphlet and yeah all this cool artwork in there oh the lyrics
0: in random places. Yeah
2: yeah yeah you had the lyrics in there and just all this cool it was either you know you either got cool band photos behind the scene photos of the band where you just see them just in their element doing cool stuff whatever or you got really cool artwork
0: Yo, you remember uh deftones the white pony album
2: mm-hmm. yep
0: you know if you stuck that cd into your computer you could actually play a game
2: dude i yeah dude enhanced cds and stuff
0: Oh yeah, it was like a like a white pony Pac-Man type game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
2: dude, that's funny. I never played it. I actually never owned that that album on CD, so I missed out. I actually bought the record after that, the self-titled one on CD. Mm-hmm. That was one I was most familiar with. Um, obviously, I, I mean, I loved the two records before that, of course. But POD had a PlayStation Two game that came oh, with wow. their uh, "Payable on Death" album. And uh, it was, it played kind of like Guitar Hero, except for you didn't need the whole guitar, I think. Yeah. But it basically played like that. And you had to like push like XO or square or triangle on the beats. And, uh, or I think even the, dire- the directional stuff. Man, it's been so long since I played it. I just remember buying it I'm like, what? We get a free PlayStation 2 game? <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Like, God damn, dude. What a time.
0: Can you share videos in the chat? Yeah, uh, uh,
1: you, you just did. Yeah, to.
0: yeah. Check that link out, yeah. dude. It's so fucking dope. That's the um the Deftones mini game that you could play. I did, dude that that literally escaped my memory until you were talking about the CDs and the the cool shit you got with sh- them.
2: <laughs> I am checking this out right now.
0: It's fucking. It is. It's it's Pac Man, but with a white pony, and then music notes and then the band members are the um the little enemies that try to eat you a
2: ghost yeah yeah oh dude i love that it's so yeah fucking see sick. like this this is why i'm trying to do what i'm trying to do because this is a lost art dude yeah 100 like, percent. stuff man. like this is so cool oh and then you have the you have the the of the music in the background <laughs> yeah
0: Damn. yeah you just pop and the cd and into and your and fucking and computer have, it. ha- yeah
2: it's got shove it as the background music in video <laughs> oh, game form beautiful
0: yeah it's so fucking dope man
2: see yeah, dude, like so I wanna take like personally for Havoc Faction, I I plan on taking this to the next level and I wanna get a video game, like a, a fighting game made. That would be like, awesome. Even if it means just reskinning like a Mortal Kombat game or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to start out. Cause I know reskinning a game is so much easier than developing a whole brand new game. If I were to just reskin a game and just to get the concept down, that'd be so fun. Like I would love to be able to just offer that. And make that a thing where people can choose their, you know, cause I plan on having a little rogues gallery of villains right now. I have one, his name is the prosecutor and he shows up at some of our shows and fights me in the middle of our shows. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, but I plan on getting more villains to show up and fight me during our shows, but also you get to choose, you know, the bandmates and everything. I just want to be able to create this whole like immersive world, but like, yeah, yeah. I would have a fighting video game where you get to choose like one of us like, <laughs> And then it's just our music in the background. It'd be just so fun.
0: That would be that's dope. Definitely
2: the, that's definitely the goal.
0: Uh, we got a little sidetracked. Uh, Spidalfield, or Spittlefield, however you pronounce that.
2: <laughs> yeah, kill the drama. Kill the drama for sure.
0: And then now on to new Metal.
2: Oh, honestly, dude, like new Metal was fun, but it was for me when I got into the real metal, I would say throw on Killswitch Engage's Fixation on the Dark.
0: Did you like uh, the original or Howard Jones?
2: Oh, original, dude.
0: Original? Howard Jones definitely took the, uh, the band mainstream 100%.
2: Oh, dude. He definitely elevated them. It, it, they're lucky that they got Howard Jones because I, I, so I'm a super fan. I love both. Same. Obviously, I got into them with Jesse, but when Howard Jones took over, that's when I also got into them. It was around the same time. Yeah. It was like 2003 is when I heard them. So I was like, okay, oh, they got a new singer. Okay, so this is the singer now. Like, it was one of those I just had to accept it. But that, yeah, dude, that band's, yeah, that's, that's my band.
0: <laughs> Linkin Park, did you want to add any of them? Somewhere I Belong.
2: That was always just a fave.
0: Yeah, such a good album too, man.
2: Yeah, dude, I love me. I love me, Yori, but Somewhere I Belong is really what, I, I think it's because that's the song that really solidified me as a fan. I was obviously a big fan of their first record. I was all about them. But then with, for them to follow that record up and, and their first single was Somewhere I Belong and that music video. Dude, seeing that music video for the first time ever on MTV and it had like the Gundam and like the fucking weird. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was so fucking thing.
2: dope. Like dude, everything about that video was absolutely incredible. And that's where I was like, yep, this band's amazing.
0: I see. I didn't see it on MTV the first time. I saw it on the album. So again, it was an enhanced album, enhanced CD. Yeah, we you can watch this. Yeah, you could pop it into it so the computer, cool. and you could see. You could. That's how I saw the music video first. Was on the computer.
2: Oh, that's awesome! I love yeah.
0: that. Roses are red.
2: Oh, dude, roses are red. Have you guys ever heard of that band? I have not. Oh my gosh, dude, you would probably enjoy them. Saw the song that got me into them was "White and Gold." actually it sucks on spotify they only have one record but they have like i i have three of their records i think they only have three records but on spotify is only the one but i have to check uh, that out for sure they they were a cool band but the record that is on their conversations so good yeah i I suggest anyone to check out conversations it's such a good it's such a good record you'll listen to that and you'll do you're going to be transported back to 2004 like you'll be like oh my god this is everything i love Like it's got just a little bit of screaming, but it's catchy and it's upbeat, but it's like the guitars rip, but like, ah, it's just, I love that record. (laughs) I I try to plug that anytime I can.
0: Taking back Sunday is next.
2: A decade under the influence for sure, I think is their best song and also my favorite. That was also the song that solidified me as a fan. Like tell, tell your friends I loved, I loved everything on that record, but it was where you want to be. Uh, I remember I had a friend I think my best friend Mark yeah my best friend Mark bought me that record for my 14th birthday and I remember unwrapping it and I was like oh my god I had like a little party of friends at my house <laughs> and I had like a cd player and I'm like guys Mark got me the new Tamek Sunday we're gonna listen to it
0: <laughs> that was actually the first album I ever heard of those I had I didn't even hear a uh, cute without the e that that second album was the first one
2: I ever heard from them I love that no that was yeah. kind of it for me I mean like I was familiar with with the stuff beforehand. But it was really that record as well. I was like, okay, I'm a fan. Yeah, this is good. I love, dude. I I like that one way more than Tell All Your. I, t- actually, that's just my favorite album from them in general. <laughs> I I don't I don't even like Louder and I, I think Louder Now is fine. It was a good album, but it wasn't where you want to be. I think yeah. where you want to be tops it for sure. Silverstein. Smashing into pieces only because it was the first song i heard from them and that's Smash what made me a pieces. fan when i heard that song i picked up that record and i was like oh my god dude!" this whole thing and i just love the strings that were in that like and his screams were just mm-hmm. so good and then when discovering the waterfront came out oh my god dude i just i loved everything that band did
0: i bought the hawthorne heights cd i think it was in like the ninth grade victory had like a a DVD sampler in the back of that album and Silverstein was on it and it was a smile in your sleep. And I fucking, that's the first time I ever heard Silverstein.
2: Yeah. That music video and everything too. Oh man. me of like discovering a Trey and stuff at the same time. God, it was so much good music. (laughs) 2004 was the year, dude. It was (laughs) blink 182 obvious. That's my favorite blink 182 song. I've actually have always wanted to cover that song. That song's heavy, dude. That was like their like drop D song. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that song is so underrated. No one talks about obvious. Nobody. Starset. Halo. That song is so good. If you guys don't know Star Set, start with Halo and then just dive into the rest of their music. Because Halo is so good.
1: Will do. For sure. Like, Halo's
2: like, it's just such a good all-around rock song. And then you can dive into everything else they do after that. Because yeah. that, that will get you hooked. It's just such a it's such a good song. The chorus is Fucking phenomenal
0: so i think i've made like 36 of these I mean, i've interviewed like 36 not not including the the ones that we've started doing this year so um but i've listened to every playlist that i've ever made all the way through <laughs> i
3: love that i'm yeah. gonna
0: listen to this playlist all the yeah. way through yeah i Hell listen yeah. to all of them every time every time i do one of these interviews uh, when i release the episode i listen to the entire playlist as, I mean, why not, you know?
2: <laughs> oh, hell yeah. No, I mean, that's that's the fun part.
0: Yeah. I don't have many questions left, but I do want to know. So you said that the Havoc Factions is based on a comic, right? Uh, superpowers, things of that nature. Yeah. So can you tell me the band members' names and powers? Do y'all have powers?
2: Oh, yeah, dude. So the world of Havoc Faction is basically um, there's a certain group of people called Aclamites. It's kind of along the lines of X Men, but not quite. Cause of course, I try to be original. I don't like yeah. to rip off stuff. Um, are genetically altered beings, kind of based off real life. If you guys ever watch the documentary Unnatural Selection, there's a company called CRISPR. No, CRISPR. Been, yeah. Yeah. So they're doing this whole like genetic alterations, uh, gene splicing. Um, things like that that. shit's so
0: fucking crazy, dude,
2: dude, it's nuts. Like there's a guy who's trying to make a dog glow using jellyfish DNA, like things like that. So that got my head turning. Basically our, our stuff, I kind of, where our powers derive from, I try to, I try to come up with uh, ideas that are from a natural world kind of. So like, we don't have like no Cyclops who can, you know, shoot lasers out of his eyes, things like that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's not me hating on X-Men. I absolutely love X-Men. I just wanted (laughs) something More grounded, more realistic, more a little bit more scientific, obviously with still some fantasy. But me, I'll I'll start with me backdraft. So my character is uh, fireproof, but I can also cause combustion, like from my hands, my skin. Yeah, that's my thing. So I can withstand fire, and I can cause like combustion. That's Um, awesome. A little little bit inspired by Gambit. Gambit was like one of my favorite X-Men, which I love that. Gambit's he was, dope. Dude, I love that he <laughs> just charge things up and blow them up with his hands. So it's a little bit inspired by that. A little different, but kind of similar. Shroud, my bassist, his acclamation is he can put out this like steam, like smoke from his skin. So if you kind of think like, you know, like when Batman like throws his little smoke bombs down and now he's like, you know, protected by this shroud of smoke. He can yeah. do that just with his own skin. Nice. Renegade, my lead guitarist, he's kind of this weapons specialist, but he basically just has enhanced strength. So he's just he's just really strong. He's kind of a simple one that I kind of done with. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah dude, you're gonna be strong, but you're you're a weapons guy. So he has this he has this cool monocle that has like this laser turret that he made. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like he can turn like any anything into a weapon kind of like he was inspired by forge from x-men kind of along those lines yeah my drummer his name is zero when he touches people he can make them he can basically poison them i came up with that basically like when because he he actually came up with his name first he's like i just want to be called zero i'm like cool done deal so i thought (laughs) patient zero and how like you know patient zero is the one who is you know, not affected by the virus or whatever's yeah. happening around, you know. So if he's like, you know, the patient zero, but he makes everyone else sick, basically. It's, I got you. So very cool. That, that's his thing. So you can touch people and all of a sudden they just start vomiting and hemorrhaging. And sick, <laughs> you know? So he's gnarly. You don't want to fuck with him. Right. <laughs> and then my rhythm guitarist, backup vocalist, Faze, he basically has enhanced reflexes. So he can move really quickly, but like, or like he can like react like really quickly. Yeah. So it looks like he can like kind of phase through things, but he's not like a speedster, like the flash or anything. Like he's not like someone who can just like run really fast or move fast. He can just react really fast.
0: Like short bursts.
2: Yeah. Like short bursts. Like he can just, he just basically perceives time in a way that allows him to just kind of move like really quickly. That's awesome. So that's like, that's the gist of it. And it's all kind of been inspired by things that I looked up that actually exist. Like, like with phase, there's like bugs out there that can move in the blink of an eye. Like they can move so fast and their perception of time is just unreal. So there's things like that. There's also a bug that can exude this like steam out of, out of them. It's a defense mechanism. And that's what made me think of like for my base as shroud. I was yeah. like, Oh, cool. Yeah he can do this steam stuff. So I try to come up with like ways that I can explain. Well, he was spliced with this kind of DNA <laughs> derived from this. So yeah, that's basically the gist of everyone.
0: And well, that's awesome. And that's really cool. I really dig your, uh, like the whole concept and everything. It's, it's, it's awesome. Adam, you got anything else?
1: I know we, we spoke about a lot of kind of what shaped you and everything, but give us a couple of bands that you're just really into now, like a couple of songs. Yeah. If
2: you could. Oh, dude. I will definitely say Teenage Wrist, going back to kind of the the 90s stuff. Teenage Wrist is a really good band. They fuse this like kind of shoegaze and grunge together in such a great way that I listen to them and I'm like, I feel like I am a teenager or a (laughs) 20-year-old in the 90s now. I've been hearing a lot about them. Oh, dude, they are so good. Teenage Wrist is absolutely amazing. There's this other new band this other band is completely independent. Um, they're from the UK. They're called a uh, profiler and they rip talk about like new metal coming back. Like they do it in a way that's kind of like, they remind me kind of like seven dust to where like their riffs and their grooves are new metal, but their vocals are just very melodic and more just kind of rock. Like they're yeah. not doing any like rapping, anything like that. They just groove and hit really hard, but they're, but their uh, vocals and lyrics are very just melodic and just cool and fun to listen to. Yeah, um, Loathe is definitely a new favorite. I mean, I've been a fan a couple years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Loathe is just, I think those guys are just next level. The way they kind of do their kind of genty metal, but mix it with like kind of that deaf tones, um, melodic, droney kind of thing i think is incredible yeah so they're picking I up love.
1: steam big time yeah
2: dude they they i think they deserve to be huge um definitely a big fan of them another band i listen to constantly they're a big influence on me is story of the year i listen to them a lot like black swan is always my go-to personally mm-hmm. the annex I don't know if you guys ever heard of the annex but the annex is kind of like this synth electronic rock they call it kind of future rock yeah he is a favorite he's also from los angeles and he's talented he's been around for a while he used to be in like kind of a 30 seconds to mars ish kind of band back in the day and then um they did like a few records and then they parted ways in like 2011 and then he came back on his own kept the name and has been writing the best music of his <laughs> whole career, and I'm absolutely a fan. If you guys want to listen to anything that's just kind of futuristic, but like kind of grungy, but in this like synthie rock way, mm-hmm. um, like it's kind of in du- he, ha- he has an industrial influence, but I wouldn't say he writes industrial music. But it, that the influence is there. That 90s industrial rock influence is for sure there. Yeah. Um, Very cool, but yeah, he's rad. He did uh he actually did a remix for one of my songs, which was so awesome. Getting to collab with him was really fucking cool. Oh,
0: cool! Um, that is cool, man.
2: But yeah, I would say like yeah, you can you can listen to uh the annex, and then if you listen to my remix, you'd be like, okay, yeah, that this. <laughs> or vice versa. How however you want to start. Yeah, yeah, he did he did a remix for Crossfire. Um, okay. Oh gosh, maybe Astronoid. I don't know if you guys ever heard. Oh, actually, you know what? You know what? No, no. Asteroids great and all, but I will say I'm way more obsessed with Better Off. Better Off is kind of, um, they're kind of like this alternative pop punk rock band. Kind of like the Dangerous Summer mixed with, I don't know, they kind of give me sugar cult vibes, but also <laughs> they're not quite as pop punky. Like they're way more kind of indie alternative, but they are really really good his riffs are awesome his melodies are great lyrics are great i have been obsessed with better off i saw them perform at furnace fest last year oh that's how i am them oh I'm dude. jelly dude, I'm furnace, furnace fest last year was absolutely incredible and i'm going again this year and i can't wait i would love uh, to go I uh but yeah, better off has for sure been one of my like top listened to bands in the past Mm -hmm. couple years for sure.
0: Tell everybody where they can find havoc factions at YouTube.
2: Oh yeah, dude. It's gonna be Havoc H A V O C underscore faction. F-A-C-T-I-O-N. Uh that'll be for everything. Um we are pretty much the only we are no, we are the only thing that comes up when you search Havoc Faction. I mean, I've had the name for a while, but I'm just grateful that no, no one's ever came up with anything that's similar. So it's easy <laughs> to find. Yeah, it helps. Um, I... Yeah, no, I'm super grateful. But yeah, yeah. Havoc underscore faction for Instagram. And then, yeah, you just search Havoc faction on YouTube and everything else and it's there.
0: I'll say definitely go check these guys out on Spotify as well. They're really, really good music. And the whole concept and everything is, is awesome. So, and Thanks, then man. Adam, you got anything else or?
1: This will probably be released uh, late June. So let the listeners know of any you know upcoming shows or tours or new music coming out. Love to hear about that.
2: Yeah, so like this summer, we'll probably be playing a few different shows. We have a potential uh, Emo Night in Temecula. Uh, hopefully, that will be all set uh, by then. Other than that, we are going to be aiming to release a new song. Um, late this summer, hopefully by August or so, like maybe late August. That's awesome. the goal. It's Looking forward to it. Time. Yeah, we're definitely, we have a few songs that we've been working on and we're ready to put a new one out. So that will, that's definitely the goal and hopefully that'll be all good by this summer.
0: Oh know, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Do you use Spotify to listen to music?
2: Yes, Spotify is my primary.
0: Give me your last listen to song. We'll throw that bad boy on here.
2: Let's see. My last listen to song, uh, it's actually uh, Crossing Eyes and Dotting T's. That's the name of the band. All right. And uh, All Feelings Aside.
0: we like to add two of your songs on here. What two songs would you
1: want to put on here from Havoc Faction? Yeah, one would be to open and one yeah. to sort of close it out. Yeah. Just a oh. little color there.
2: I would say uh, Crossfire. And welcome to the fight. In that order. Yeah, I would say, or actually, you know, okay. what, maybe, uh, maybe welcome to the fight could be the opener, and then crossfire could be the closer. All cool, right, man.
0: All right. Well, we enjoyed talking to you, man. We appreciate you coming on and yeah, and everything. Thanks so much. Dude,
2: thank, thank, thank you guys for having me. This was so much fun.
0: Yeah, man. You have a good night.
2: Hey, you guys mm-hmm. too.